0: G'day guys, welcome back to Beers and Break Evens. We've got Trials Week 2 kicking off very soon. So excited for those. It's going to be unreal, obviously. Week 1 uh, answered a lot of questions, but left us uh, with a lot more questions, didn't it, Timmy?
1: It did, mate. We've uh, Week 1 of the Trials in the bag. I was sort of uh, terrified the first couple of days. What are the Raiders going to do if he had a fullback? Then I said, you know what? This is in Georgia Partner's hands. We'll be good. He will take us to Premiership glory. Uh, there is no other way out of this, so... I'm good I'm good yeah,
0: Can't wait to watch Geordie at Fullback again One of my <laughs> more favourite Recreational activities Hi uh, guys Beers and Break Hevins Brought to you by Bloke in a Bar The greatest beer In the land And we've got the Regional tours Country tours Coming over the next Couple of weeks Round 1 to 4 uh, Friday the 3rd of March We will be in Armidale The Grand Hotel That'll be sensational Friday the 10th of March Which will be round 2 We'll be in Wagga Wagga At the Riverina And then Round 3 We're going to Rockhampton We're still waiting on a venue there but we'll be there Friday the 17th of March and then to finish off we'll be in Cairns on Friday the 24th of March at Gilligan's and I might be coming back from Gilligan's in a body bag just quietly it's going to be a cracker
1: yeah mate you seriously because you're going to be found out out in the country I can't wait for it bloke tins country air uh, it's going to be the four, four of the best weeks of my life mate can't I'm wait. sorry
0: to break it to you you're a country guy with city values.
1: No, no, so don't, you're in st- for don't put this shit on me, mate. Quietly. Born and bred, please carved out of the country, got me RMs ready, ready oh, for oh. the trip. Fucking please. You and Camp, you concrete cowboys, mate. You won't last a minute down there. Shut up there.
0: with your MRs. All right, <laughs> now, uh, Blue Wealth Property, our major sponsor for 2023. Uh, we'll have Tony in here next week from Blue Wealth Property. He's got a major announcement for you guys, uh, our prize for this year, our major overall prize, which is going to be huge. I'll have the league code for you in a minute. The group code, actually, I should say. We'll have some leagues that will come out over the next few weeks. We'll drop them <laughs> sporadically, but we'll have a group code uh, that we'll be dropping in a couple of minutes, now guys, uh, on the twenty-eighth of February, six thirty PM. Tony and the Blue Wealth team—they're running a seminar at uh, their 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 headquarters, which is at Homebush, Eight Australia Avenue, on level two. We're in there the other day. It's going to be in the Blue Zone, where all the magic happens. Uh, And Tony's going to be talking about how to pay off your mortgage. So, if you're living in Sydney like me and Timmy are. You're lucky enough not to have one at the moment. I am, and it's one of the great pains in the arms (laughs) of all fucking time. But, mate, talking to Tony the other day, I reckon I walked out of there after 15 minutes having more knowledge about this sort of stuff than I ever have before in my life.
1: It was so good. So so eye-opening. There's obviously this, you know, the idea... to guru the average bloke like myself on just the average wage. You wouldn't know much about it, but uh, this idea that it's impossible to buy into the housing market, especially in Sydney and sitting down with those boys gave us hope that it can actually be done. I learned so, so much from them that it is a realistic goal. You sat there going, why well, don't I have eight or nine properties? But um, you know, we're all at different stages of our lives, aren't we?
0: Well, I came home that night and, and I said to the missile, I said, oh, what Tony said, but why not And she goes, I've been saying that to you for two years. And I went, <laughs> yeah, but you don't say it like Tony. Tony says it in a way that I understand, which I think is the absolute beauty of Blue
1: World. I hate to say it to him, but there's a charm about the fella. and he, There is. That's the point that they're all about education. And, and while, uh, you know, they have their own goals and their own business models and all of this, at the end of the day, they want to educate people to just give them the right knowledge, to if they can get into the the market to pay off their mortgage properly, all that sort of thing. So So Tuesday, the 28th of February out
0: there at Homebush, if you want more details, reach out to myself or Tim. And if you have a look in the description of uh, the YouTube and of our podcast, there is a link there that you can click click on to sign up. And uh, when you go there, make sure you mention beers and break-evens for us. And there will be a video attached to the end of beers and break-evens day if you are interested uh, how to pay off your mortgage from Tony, just to give you a little insight about what the seminar will mm. be about. So plenty of details there, yeah. and Tony will be here next week to give you even more details and to announce the major prize, which uh, I think is going to blow some socks off. Just quietly, yeah. How t- shocking day to be a sock?
1: Gonna how- cop it. <laughs> how timely is it that he comes in the week after his Bulldogs tout up my Raiders all be to trial? I'm just like, oh, it's just. This was time between you two. If the Raiders won that trial, it would have been put off another month. We've got the great Mortz who wants to
0: come in here too. Another
1: Canterbury royalty just quietly. Genuine Canterbury Royal and Mortimer coming in. So I can't wait to have Mort here and talking a bit of footy, talking a few other things. He's a very good man.
0: And that's the sort of people they've got at Blue Wolf. They are rugby league people. Mortz he's obviously the son of the great Steve Mortimer, Turvey. So uh, they are, that's the beauty of Blue Wolf. They're they're blokes like us, which is unreal. All right, mate. Group code, this year. Group code this year. So it will be three five three seven four five. There's only two people in it in at the moment, myself and Timmy. Uh, And after the whitewash that was last year, I think that we need more people in there. Uh, So three five three seven four five. I'm sure it's down here on the screen somewhere you'll be able to see it so make sure you come and join uh that is free to enter and there is a major major prize for that one that will be announced next week 353 745 make sure you get in there we won't be posting it on social media anywhere you'll have to be here on the youtube or on the podcast uh, to make sure you're part of that and uh Without announcing what the prize is to me, I think it's fair to say you would be a complete and utter fucking moron to not be in that
1: group. Mate, I got the SC playbook code out last night very intentionally. I was like, I was running out of time because I knew our beers and breakevens announcement was coming. I thought, like, I've got to get this out before it gets dwarfed by beers and breakevens. There's 500 bucks up for grabs there. So I think that says something about what, uh, what's come with beers and breakevens. Yeah,
0: exactly right. So, yeah, <laughs> we've been saying it for a while unless you're winning the 50K you're probably going to be the next biggest winner if you win our group. So mm. stay tuned for that. We're also going to have over the next few weeks, we're going to announce, we're going to have weekly prizes every week. Uh, so even if you're entering your fucking sniper teams into our group, we'll be going through and making sure it's the real teams that win it each if week. If we find so snipers, you're getting snipers. Curry. Oh, yeah. You're in some trouble. Barney Rubble. Uh, so yeah, make sure you go and join the group, guys. 353-745. All right, Timmy. Team List came out yesterday uh, for trials week two. Um, A better list of trials, more team, more more gun players (coughs) that are featuring. I just think it is worth noting for people that the temperature this weekend in Sydney is meant to be fucking ridiculous. Mm. Unfortunately, in trials, you're allowed unlimited interchanges and whatnot. So we won't get to see as much as what we would have liked. I think that's fair to say.
1: Yeah, I mean, I know Penrith is 39 degrees meant to be on Saturday for the World Club Challenge. I was even talking of them pushing back that game a couple of hours as a result of it. Whether that happens or not, I, I doubt it, but we'll see. But you're right, there's not a chance we get the true indication of minutes for players this weekend because if it is that hot across Sydney, there's obviously some interstate games as well, but we're like, you're not going to play a player 80 minutes two weeks out from the comp in 39-degree heat.
0: Yeah exactly right And I was listening to um, Clint Gutherson say the other day That you know He sort of thought that their team They'd all play You know 70 odd minutes Mm. I personally Can't see a world Where guys are going to play For that long In that sort of
1: heat God no Like Matt I'd be surprised even if outside backs did it. But, you know, maybe a few outside backs play some, you know, 70 to 80. But any of the forwards, which that's what we want to see around minutes and rotations that like they're getting less minutes for sure.
0: And I think this is where, you know, that me and Timmy will be there for every single game watching very closely. Uh, this is where content like ours becomes absolute fucking gold for next week, because unless you're going to watch all <coughs> nine games this weekend very closely, it's going to be a tough gig.
1: go! go you watch them live. You then review it and uh, you do your tackle tally for each player, tackle bus tally for each player. You then go back and watch each game a third time, do your own try contributions, try assists, see who you think warrants it. So, mate, there's uh, not a better eye in the game than you in terms of when it comes to trial footy, your eyes are on the prize. Well, me and
0: the missus also recreate each try in the lounge room as well. <laughs> so we do not miss a fucking thing, yeah? So make sure you're here next Wednesday for the full rundown. All right, Friday night. <coughs> Knights v Eels, <laughs> 5.55 from Gosford. Uh, obviously, for the Newcastle Knights, uh, fantastic to see KP at six. <laughs> this makes things very interesting once again. If KP impresses in this game against a good side, oh. I think it's a matter of time until he gets 5.8. He becomes very, very interesting for me anyway. What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, it's not a headache I needed. Like It also brings back a bit of PTSD from last season with the KP debacle. 530k... I really didn't think he'd play. It just sounded like he had this lingering calf injury. Why risk him? However, it obviously suggests that they're happy with where he's at. There's not a chance they'd risk him if... Obviously, they wanted a game under his belt at 5'8 with these new combinations. But, you know, they're confident enough in his body to get through this one and that calf injury. So, as I said, if he comes out and kills this, he's very cheap. I can't go near him because he's only fullback at the moment now. I'm under the impression that Jules aren't going to happen till round six. I've heard some mixed things out of Supercoach Headquarters camp, but I don't think it's going to happen to six. If he did if he did get that dual 5-8 before round all that's a spanner in the works.
0: I think the other big watch here is this will be the first time KP and Hastings are on the field together. <clears throat> Goal kicking. I'll be upset, yeah. And if KP does take the tee. <sighs> what, what do you think will happen? I personally think it will be KP. But uh, I'm not too sure yet.
1: You and um, Hastings are thickest as thieves, mate. I, I sure haven't asked him word. about yeah. I thought
0: I'd wait for this game, and I mean, <laughs> we're, we're, we're going to know on Friday anyway. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I would be leaning towards KP, personally.
1: Because if it's not KP, I'm happy to put a line through him early. Injury history, head knocks, new position, new combinations. What are the Knights going to throw up? But goal kicking, makes is very interesting. Yeah, very much so. And I, I think it will be KP, uh, but we'll see our play. I, I don't think there's much in
0: it as far as the two goal kickers. Mm. If anything, I would probably say Jacko's a slightly better kicker, but I think for this night side, I would <coughs> rather Jacko's voice back there, ready to kick off.
1: I think I'm the same. But my gut feel says Hastings is a slightly better kicker, but KP's shown in the past, and it's a credit to him of trying to, well, not trying to, but be a leader of this Newcastle Knights outfit that, He's always said, "I want the t. I want to be the yep. goalkeeper. I want to be the man."
0: And I think that if KP has that mm-hmm. attitude. I know what Hastings is like. He's not going to stand in his way. If if KP wants to take control and own this side, he will allow him to 100% because that's what they need. So we'll keep an eye on that situation. I'm also, I don't know uh, where Jacko's at with his foot as well that sort of kept him from gulking a little bit last year. So uh, anyway, we'll know on Friday. Uh, Kurt Mann at 13. uh, Adam Elliott on the bench. (coughs) Uh, An interesting one. I am not expecting this to be the situation for round one personally what are your thoughts
1: yeah i just had a little uh, i think it was a groin niggles throughout the preseason, and he's only got back to like i think full contact training quite recently so just a hit out for him i expect him to be the 13 come round one
0: and i also do think regardless i think kurt mann will spend some time at 13 (laughs) throughout games anyway Mm. so i don't it, it makes
1: sense yeah you've got lachlan fitzgibbon on the edge i'd also I think Adam will probably spend some time on the edge this season. I don't think Lockie Fitzgibbon will be that 80-minute man. So whether that happens early on in the season or not, I'm not sure. As I said, a few blokes coming back into full contact early in the season. But I think that'll be where they end up.
0: As much as we don't love Adam Elliott playing a little bit of edge, if you are going to play edge, left edge for Newcastle, not a bad spot to be.
1: Oh, Honestly, mate, running off KP on the left there, that if he's playing big minutes and then running off KP so much attacking upside it is a gold mine for points there so we'll see it's interesting uh greg marshew he's been named on one wing with Lockie miller as expected
0: at fullback now when we have a look at the eel side uh the guy that stood out to me zaccini the cougar 200k he's in the side uh i thought that he had a very good game last week went up against tom jenkins from the penrith panthers who whilst not being a regular first grader is a very good footballer i rate him highly and uh personally i thought zaccini well and truly got the better of him so He's interesting. He could be the chiefie that we've been looking for.
1: Wouldn't that be something? There's a lot of... It's such a mystery, the, the Parramatta eels the outside backs. My issue is just job security out yeah. there. Paramount have a tough draw. But you look at Wanga Blake is out injured. I don't know if there's a definitive time frame on when he's back, but it's not far. Bailey Simonson isn't far away from returning from injury. They've got, obviously, Sean Russell's one who's been named on the wing this week. Uh, he's sort of in calculations. There's a lot of players, and I just, whoever I pick, or if I pick anyone from that Parramatta Eels backline in the cheapy scene, be it, might be Zaccini come round one, what's job security like? Yep.
0: If it is Zaccini, he'll be a guy that, as you yeah. know, I'm picking just about every Penrith Panther I possibly fucking can. So he might be a guy that at round two, leading Independence round three, by, I might downgrade to him, pending, if he's got that spot and for I'd, a
1: few more weeks. Exactly. And I'll tell you, i relatively... Like, his game does is pretty conducive to Supercoach scoring. He he busted a heap of tackles on the weekend. Like he has quite a great good work rate, Zacchini. I would assume he'd be on the left edge. Will Pennicini obviously plays right edge centre, so he'd play mm. that. The Leels Eels left edge is unreal. I know their shape a lot of the time is you know Gutho sweeping cut ball uh, out to the wing, but. It's still a good spot to be you
0: know, this guy reminds me of and as you said, he's got the workload He reminds me a lot of nathan ross. He just looks like he's fucking the Ross dog
1: And he's just a wild cult hero. Yeah. Yeah, the ross dog So I I, Dog's doing himself these days
0: I think he's up at newcastle. I believe not sure what he's up to but um, yeah, he actually uh, he he went to my school for A year a year and a half, but his name was different then and then he popped up in newcastle and everyone went hold on (laughs) Uh, I forget what his name was before that, Brinks or
1: something, I can't Nathan remember Nathan Ross, then he got to officially changed to Ross Dog. Ross Dog, maybe, yeah.
0: <laughs> um, Jermaine Hopgood named in the 13, as mm. we expected. Um, I think he scored about 70 supercoach points or something, or he would have scored 70 if he played a full 80 for the Indigenous All-Stars the other night. He was fantastic, that's right, a good
1: call by you. Give yourself a pat on the back, mate. Thank man, you.
0: Uh, Matty Dory, starting right edge, interesting. Uh, it should be noted. Obviously, Momosia started there last week. Jack Murchie was in the squad last week. He's in the squad again this week. Uh, Matt Dorey, he's a very interesting one. I, uh, The little I've seen of Matt Dorey over the years, I haven't been overly impressed. Mm. But, you know, guys mature. They have big pre-seasons and whatnot. So I think that it looks like Matt Dorey is probably in front for that spot,
1: but I'm not locking it in just yet. Very interesting watch, isn't it? 234k to start the season. If you're an Eels back rower, I mean, you don't need, you don't even need 80 minutes if you're starting on the edge for power, running off Mitch Moses there. Like, even with uncertainty around minutes, job security, pretty hard to go past him if he starts there around one. In fact, as much to say as he'd be on my team. Yeah. So obviously Jack Murchie's a watch, Matt Dory. There's a couple of other potential options, but... Maddo's not back till round four. We think he'll probably play through the middle anyway, but you know, at very least, you're getting hopefully three decent games worth of minutes, you can get some decent cash and points in that time. So, big watch. It also looks like that
0: uh, Jacob Arthur will be the fourteen again. He was named there for this weekend, so hopefully he is there for round <laughs> one for Super Coach purposes. And yeah. I personally think that if he is the fourteen, I think pff, Hopgood, I reckon he'll average sixty-five in the first three weeks before Maddo gets back. You're near skipper the bloke the first three rounds. <laughs> he wouldn't be far off. Yeah. Yeah. So, and even when Matto comes back, I, think, I still think he'll be a 55 to 60 point guy. But the first three weeks when we're going to be looking to build those scores to make some coin off him i think it's worked out very well gold Good. yeah absolute gold uh all right let's move to the roosters taking on the seagulls uh, from gosford at 8 p.m so that one is a double header same as last week suali named it center uh jackson paulo he's at right wing uh obviously joe manu is not featuring in this one so you need to take that into consideration uh when you're looking at right center but it looks like Sualee will be left center jackson paulo will be right wing um I'm excited to see Sueli. I spoke about this at the end of last season, that I, I would love to see him at centre. But I think super coach wise it hurts him when he's losing base stats. He's a guy we're going to talk about a little bit later, though, isn't he?
1: We will have a good yarn about him later. It'll be interesting. I, I've always still liked him on the wing, but... It doesn't matter where you put him, he's going to kill it He's a yeah. freak and they've put him there for a reason So looking forward to see what he's got to offer
0: And mate, from looking at their trial the other day Even if you don't go with Jackson Paulo There's about eight fucking gun mm. wingers That are coming through for the Roosters So uh, I, 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 the more I look at the sort of let you move The more I like it You look back last time they won a premiership That left centre spot, Latrell Mitchell this guy can be very, yeah. very similar. So scary. Uh, the edges, Egan and Nat Butcher. We're not quite sure uh, what the situation is with Angus Crichton. We do wish him all the very best, obviously. Uh, but as far as Supercoach goes, Egan and Nat. Egan will be on the left. Nat will be on the right. Uh, I love the look of Egan Butcher last week. He was fucking tremendous. Um, Nat's obviously good value, but Egan, <clears throat> he becomes very interesting
1: now, doesn't he? He does. Um Yeah, I just, my concern is probably your old mate, Josh Wong, mate. He, like, there's such big raps on him from not only yourself. I just wonder about minutes. So last season, Egan Butcher averaged 46 per game in 40 minutes. He based 37 points in that 40 minutes, which is ridiculous. We know PPMs around work rate drop as the minutes grow, but... Like, if he's an 80-minute edge man for the Roosters, he's such a serious option. I can't see myself starting with him round one because as it stands, I have too many Roosters. And with that round four buy, I just can't quite do it. I don't think, unless I cut, say, Daniel Tupu. But I'm happy to watch the minutes in the first couple of rounds, see what he belts out. But if he can lock in an 80-minute roll, a 60-minute roll, he's still probably worth buying there.
0: I'm very very confident he plays 60. I am the leader of the Josh Wong fan club Mm. I still think as hyped as he is, I think it was pretty evident last week There was a couple of times he still got caught out Defensively, he was great for Fiji in the world cup He still got caught out defensively a couple of times So I think Josh Wong is going to be a superstar and could be like a franchise forward But I don't think he's going to be that guy in the next 10 weeks
1: Can Josh Wong
0: play through the middle or is he? been playing 13 for the last two years Probably, so that's, probably the, that's the other thing I think so, yeah, people so he think He's exclusively edge. an edge I don't think he is right. I also think he can handle himself In the centres To be honest with you. I suppose
1: I suppose the thing with middle And look You go into that front row rotation He's a big boy But you know With Victor Radley there Brandon Smith will We believe will shift to lock when Radley goes off Jake Turpin to hooker So how many minutes Like then you go Matt Lodge has got big minutes in him is Warrior Hargriff under an injury cloud? Did I see something the other day? Or is he all good to go? He I think he'll something. be good for round one. Yeah. But he's not featuring in this one. And Lindsay Collins, is he he's playing here, so he should be fine. Yeah. There's just a lot of middles in there. I,
0: I wouldn't be surprised if when JWH comes back, if you do see potentially Wong miss the start.
1: Yeah. So I just want to see Butcher's minutes more yeah. than anything. And then of course there's when does Angus Crichton return? If he comes back at any stage. He probably slots into that spot and plays 80 minutes. Then Egan Butcher can become a 30-minute man off the bench again. So... Probably a watch until the end of round two for me, and then if I've got too many roosters, maybe I'll look to flip a rooster and get Egan Butcher in if he's doing the job.
0: I think going Egan could be a fantastic pod play early, especially with that Dolphins matchup. Can you see yourself doing it? I potentially can, yeah. But I've always said, Nat's a tremendous player, but I've always said for three or four years now, I think Egan's a better footballer, and I think he's going to be a fucking superstar. So I personally think he's more of a middle than an edge, but I think just in the brief stint you saw him the other night, Fuck, he was impressive. I love how we're
1: looking. Like this he thing.
0: came on and had the same impact as your Lodge, your Radleys, these experienced, high-profile guys. He looked as good as them.
1: I love how we go through this absolutely star-studded Roosters pack, or like entire team, should I say, and you're sitting here going, Josh Wong could be a franchise player, superstar. Egan Butcher, superstar. Two players who were struggling to make the 17 you like, could be superstars. That's how good the Roosters are this year.
0: Mate, I don't tell you about the guys today. I'll tell you about the ones tomorrow, Timmy. <laughs> Brace yourself. Uh,
1: Manly Seagulls. No turbo,
0: no DCE. Uh, not their full-strength side. So not a stack to reach in, read into. But Tualanga, he's on the left edge. Joshi Schuster, as anticipated, at six. Um, mate, the thing that caught my attention, Jake Travojevic in the front row, Kepi at 13. Uh, big thing with Jake Trevojevic for me over the years is that Des Hasler has used him as a link man and I think that it has, a, it's just made his supercoach scores completely eat shit over the last few years. We know that he used to be a monster. I'm wondering, and a, he's probably not a guy that interests me for classic, but you know, draft-wise, and I think for classic-wise he's a watch, but Jerbo, I think we could see him
1: potentially get back to his best if he's just playing in the front row. What are your thoughts? Wouldn't you love to see the resurgence of Jake Trebojevic in Supercoach? But it, it would be a su- such a subtle change to yeah, see him it go back happen. to that guy. It yep. could happen. I suppose my, my question is just looking at this lineup. Like They've got Kepi at 13, who is not going to be a link man. Now, when we speak about link man and ball-playing 13s all the time, your team doesn't have to have a ball-playing 13. The Raiders don't have it, for example. Yep. But Melbourne it is a, don't have it. Melbourne don't have it. It's I just I wonder I, I, I'm really excited to see how he does play Because to me that team reads of Alright We haven't worried too too much about the team list as such Kepi plays as prop Jake Tawarov stays as 13 Have we heard anything different about him Like you're, you're basing this on team list obviously That you know, Well I'm basing it on
0: team. team list and that it was blatantly obvious that it was the coaching of because yeah, yeah. he went to origin and played front row and was yeah. stacking up stats yeah. left right and center so yeah I'm, I'm just reading what's in front of me uh and i personally think they're very light on front row forward so it makes sense for gerbo to go there um I, I've always said that I think eventually Schuster will end up being the 13 down mm. the track once yep. they find their 5'8. Um so yeah, just, just to watch there, there's a rumour floating around that Nathan Brown could join the Manly Seagulls over the next few days. Yeah. And I think that if he was to, he's uh, the man. he'd be a 13 straight away, I think.
1: So he'd start cheap. Let me whilst you're looking up Brownie, who I'm a huge fan of. He's four, got four eighty-five K Nathan Brown, so not that cheap.
0: Not that cheap. No. Um Mate, one guy that stood out for me in the trial was Viliami Fafita. Now, we spoke about him about three weeks ago and said, geez, his ownership is high. It must be because his name is Viliami Fafita. He sounds like the perfect lab project. Um, he was <laughs> fucking good. If he gets a gig in this side, he, he's a guy that I will be definitely looking at as a cheapie.
1: Yeah, uh, his, his ownership is high. People have gotten confused with another Fafita. Maybe we just don't know as much about footy as we thought we did, Guru. So, fair chance of that. Uh, I refuse to accept that. <laughs> Proceed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, look, big watch. There's same thing. Uh, bench forward spots at Manly, such such a big watch. Like there are a handful of blokes that could get roles and could get minutes. I don't really know which way it's going to play, out, especially with a new coach. More than anything, you know, we've got uh, Kepi, Paseka, Sipley, all these sort of blokes. But uh, under a n- new regime over there, how's it all going to play out? We'll wait and see, and it might open up minutes for someone like feeder
0: Okay, Saturday footy, we've got the Dragons taking on the bunnies in the charity shield. 330 coming to you from Mudgy. The Dragons and by at six, huh? Who would have thunk it? Bud Sullivan in the 14. Very interesting. Obviously, no Jack Bird in this side as it stands right now, but uh Moses Mbaye, he will start at 5'8. I thought in possibly the worst game of football I've ever watched last Saturday night, Mosenbai was pretty good for the Dragons. Mm.
1: Are we shocked Moses and Byers at the six? You knew when he cut through and made that line break against St. Helens, you just, you could, you could hear Anthony Griffin ging up and going, yeah. I've just found my man, haven't I? He's my guy. He's my, my, yeah. my guy. He's back. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, and by, <laughs> he's, he's got to be playing 5-8 round one, doesn't he? Only because, like, what I know Jaden Tullivan's... I suppose Jaden Sullivan's coming back from injury, so maybe they're easing him minutes off the bench, but Why play if if you're not confident enough of him playing five eight this week, yeah, why know. play him? Know. So anyone who was uh, thinking of a Jaden Sullivan sneaky round one is a cheapie or you know, line through, I suppose. Example
0: ten thousand, why you can't trust Hook and why you should be worried about Sloan and Bud and why
1: I wouldn't be picking them. You'll probably start with Moses M by now get to start till I talk you out of it. <sighs> <laughs> Sloan at one uh, Good to see uh, Trey Stewart came
0: in I think you called him The Sloan clone mm. It's probably some of your best work Just quietly Yeah Who'd you hear that
1: off? Not much to beat But no Straight from my melon actually <laughs> uh, Yeah not much to compete with But uh, yeah Last week Stewart Scored an unreal try I think he put down three balls Positioning was ordinary uh, That's not a massive knock on him He's young He's youthful He'll He'll learn the game He'll He'll craft his way into that fullback role all over time and he has the potential to be a star just like Tyrell Sloan, so yeah. Which has me worried once again <laughs> yeah. whether he stays in
0: the side so anyway, you, you all know our thoughts on Sloan he's a massive avoid for both of us so, uh, mate, I thought one that did look good last week was Zane Musgrove he's starting in this side I don't know what he's coming in at Coach, but he's probably a guy just to keep an eye on he's always been very talented, Zane Musgrove he's just Knows his way around Barney Rubble and just a brain explosion But just I mean he, he's the guy that in that side
1: that could be their explosive front rower That they're looking for Yeah 407k averaged 39 minutes last year for 39 points The last couple of years he scored at around a point per minute A tick over when playing fewer minutes so He'd probably need 50 minutes to, to have any relevant. but Who said if he get it could happen at the Dragons If he starts
0: it? there at the Dragons and they've got a 14 in Bud Sullivan or whoever it is I don't think it's impossible. No, so it's, no. it's it's a watch. It's, it's definitely worth a watch. Uh with Bud Sullivan with him, Bud Sullivan. Zay <sighs> <Isaiah> Musgrove. <laughs> uh the mate, the one that impressed me a little bit last week was Ben Murdoch masilla Uh I thought he looked really fit. I thought he looked really nimble. He had a line break. He set up a try, he scored forty nine. Uh that's on the edge. Jack Bird will come back eventually. Then I think Murdoch Massilla just becomes another middle that plays twenty to thirty minutes. I think people are a little bit overhyped on Murdoch Masilla off the back of a good run and an offload
1: Yeah, 235k The other issue is that Obviously the Dragons don't play around one So it's a big gamble to take on him when Look, yep. Jack Bird and Jayden Sue are going to be the edge back rollers So he, I, I can't see him starting Like The fact that he played on the edge just Probably suggests that Hook does want him playing on an edge this season um, I just don't think the minutes are going to be there for him
0: Yeah, and if something does happen that he comes out and brains it, he's cheap enough that you can downgrade Round four, sweet, cashing someone who's battling Um, That'll do us for the Dragons Actually, via Jules, you could go Tungo straight to Murdoch Masila round four I never bring your family into anything here (laughs) um, Isaac Thompson on the wing for South Sydney, great to see this is what we wanted Uh, If he holds that spot, I think I'm going to find it hard to leave him out of my side
1: yeah, I agree. He's brought about 330K. I went through his two games from last year, averaged about 62 per game. And he had, I think it was six and four tackle busts across those two games. Cut the tries, a few line breaks. He ran for, I think he had something like maybe 15 and 11 runs in those games. So playing in a gun team on a gun attacking edge, tackle busting, high work rate, He's exactly what we want in a Supercoach player, and he's cheap. All right, he's not bottom-dollar cheapy, but, uh, the, you know, there's the, the lingering Tane Milne, but I'm with you. I, th- I think Isaac Thompson's good enough to hold that spot. Um, the draw for South Sydney Irvine is really, really difficult. That's a concern in terms of playing in 17s, but it might just be a case of, all right, if you start with him, he's fine to play in 17s, but you hold off to the softer draws. He might just be a bit more of a slow burn than we hoped. When he gets some of those softer games, could be some decent scores in there and some serious cash made. So I, I like him as well.
0: When you have a look at the South Sydney bench, Taff Mamazellas host Shaq Mitchell. Obviously, it is a trial guy, so there's an extended bench as well. But I do find it interesting that Davey Muali is down in Jersey 21. Um, by the time the season comes around, Harm Selle won't be far away from coming back in. So it's obviously a teamless watch. And I don't expect them to come into round one with Mamazellas and Blake Taff on the bench. Mm. So just an interesting one to watch. Um... To watch how it all works with David Mowali to make sure he will be there. Because I thought in the All-Stars game, Shaq Mitchell was pretty good as well. So... Uh, I'm not ruling Davy Miley out, but it is interesting with that team list how it has been named. So just something to watch yep. there and his performance. Um, let's go to the World Club Challenge, Panthers versus St. Helens. I've been absolutely bombarded with messages from St. Helens fans that have given it to me after bloke on Monday. Uh, turns out it's not limited interchange, this game. It's, un- it's unlimited, uh, which changes things a little bit for me. I thought St. Helens going there in 40 degree heat. we are going to get themselves in serious trouble. Still think they could, but it probably won't be as bad as what it was going to be. No Edwards. Uh, so Stephen Crichton, he jumps into the fullback role. Uh, Taruva, he jumps into the centres. Looks like Taruva's the next man up. I think we knew
1: that last week though, right? We did. T- to be honest, Taruva's one that I'd love to start it with in my CT dub, even with two tough early games for Penrith. But he's only fullback. Like, yeah. How is he not dual? Sangstar, sort yourself out, mate. And if he does
0: get dual... It wouldn't be a bad little guy to have in your squad just to play him when he's there. And if not, he's he, a decent little AE to He's have. a
1: pretty decent, probably pod plug for the first two rounds uh, to, to play in your 17, just in a Penrith side with so much upside. Yeah, Taylor May comes back round three and he becomes one-off, but one injury to the entire back line, or the one to five anyway, and he's in. Like yeah. that's, He's going to get his chances. And put it this way, let's say he goes, plays the first two weeks and goes 60-60... Big cash incoming, he gets dropped. As soon as he gets named for that next game, people could be flocking to him. Yeah. So, 100%. But he's only fullback, so we like you're not going to drop Tommy or Teddy or someone for him.
0: And I think he's also going to be a guy that, if you've got it, he'll be a guy that I think everyone trades in during the origin period. Mm. I think he'll play just about every week for six or seven weeks there. So... I I don't mind it as a little play. Um, Hosking, you assume he'll be on the right, Garner on the left, Hosking played on the right in the trial the other day. Uh, You've obviously got Liam Martin out of this one, so I think Garner has won that left edge spot. Uh, So I guess I was hoping that it would only be eight to ten interchanges in this game. We'd get a really good look at the situation, how they're going to play and all that. It's not going to be the case, but I think the first 40 minutes, we're going to have to keep a very close eye on the lines these guys are running, where they're all landing. No Dylan Edwards. Hurts, though.
1: Yeah, it really does. I, I was so interested. I threw a tweet out the other day around Dylan Edwards because off the back Guru, of, of your chat very early on in the preseason around Isaac Tungo and the new sort of Penrith attacking structure without Viliami kick out there, you know, who ball plays, who skips cross field, he sweeps out the back of Tungo, you know, will have probably Luke Garner running that hard line. It just changes their whole side. My thought on that is that if they go to, I suppose, a more traditional attacking structure with the sweeping fullback, Dylan Edwards, who is almost exclusively on the right edge, attacking for Penrith, he'll be sweeping both edges, to my knowledge. Um, and again, this is speculative, but the way i see it play out, that could do wonders for his Supercoach scoring. And, look, I'm not going to start him in round one again over Turbo or Teddy, but oh, I'm so annoyed we don't get to see how that plays out in the World Club Challenge.
0: Yeah, for sure. I agree. It's very disappointing. And uh, to add to the disappointments, no nice Sonny Luke.
1: Yeah, apologies turning on the SC Playbook podcast last night. We recorded not long after teams dropped, and we spent the whole podcast saying, I you know, can't wait to see Sonny Luke, the minutes he gets, you know, the rotation there at Penrith. It uh, wasn't even named. So just one that slipped the mind, missed that one out in the quick team list check.
0: Fuck you fall into a heap without me, don't you?
1: Oh. It just, it's a fucking shit show. Jesus Christ. How long's left in this podcast? <laughs> um, it's tough, though, because... Yeah. You're now gambling on Sonny Luke for round one. I, I don't know why he's out. I, what, I would assume there'd be some sort of niggle there. I can't, there wouldn't be too many explanations otherwise why he could be, but I'm sure we'll get word from Penrith Camp why he's not in this game. But how would you go as a Sonny Luke owner heading into round one? We assume Mitch Kennedy be named to start. Yeah, we think he plays 55 minutes, but there's a bit of a lot to you when you're avoiding someone like Tanner Boyd or Brandon Smith to pick him.
0: Yeah, I, I, I don't think I'll start with him sonny Luke, i don't think i can the beauty of penrith is that you'll get to see him play his first two games who have a bye round three so you are in round four you are going to be able to make a decision there on what you want to do and it could be a downgrade of a tanner boyd or someone so well,
1: that's awesome uh, my current team has harry grant cheese and tanner boyd you know like tanner really Boyd in your half back at the moment yeah. yes yeah that was the i did a Team reveal is on site at scplaybook.com.au um, with explanations and all my players there. And Nico was a late switch to Tanner, which is just, it's freed up at 550k for me. So, But realistically speaking, one of those three will underperform in the first three or so weeks. So if hopefully they don't, but someone likely does. There might be an injury or whatever. So if Luke does come out and kill it, it's a perfect downgrade.
0: You freed up about 550k and 550 points in the first two weeks. I'm bad. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that soon, though. We will. We will. Get to we that. will yeah, so, that, it's an interesting to, conversation, a bit
1: to say on that yeah. because it, look, it's keeping me up at night. 100%. I'm having Nico, so we'll, we'll get to it.
0: All right, Broncos v Cowboys, eight ten Saturday night on the Sunshine Coast. Uh, no Walsh, so and Cobbo will come in. What about you and Kempi on
1: Monday? Your fucking little lovers' tiff, my god. Four hour special. Well, mate, we. Uh some of us don't sit around this this desk and pussyfoot around, you know, the the, the big dog at the table, Kemp is there and, you know, yeah, yeah he's the, the king of bloke in a bar, but sometimes you've just got to stand up to the big dogs and give it back to him. So maybe you could take a few notes from that. Yeah,
0: it was weird watching you apologize off camera 14 times. I was terrified. Was I was I know terrified with well, everything I word. said
1: with him, so I was like, oh, don't sack me, please. <laughs> um, the hookers,
0: I know that Supercoach-wise, I just have no interest in any Brisbane hooker not, uh, Brisbane hooker, unless it is Moza, which I don't think it will be. But Walters in the starting side, Pakes off the bench, Moza on the extended, and our boy Smoothie not to be seen.
1: I don't even know what to say about uh, that anymore. Yeah. I just... I've, I've never had less of an idea about something going on around a, a team selection, I suppose. So it's, it's just a lottery for me and, you know, whoever even if it's the cheapest of of those hooking contingent name there is sole hooker round one and there's no other hooker on the bench you still couldn't go on because round two could be a different setup
0: yeah and uh big marty marty from the party he arrives uh (laughs) at the Brisbane broncos from the manly seagulls um had a look at him and thought oh it could be interesting 470k not a hope in hell he could be starting front rowing at 470k. I'm not sure if I'd look at him, to be honest with you. Yeah, about.
1: he'd need to offload about 12 times in his 30 minutes on field to match his value, which, which... this weekend in the preseason challenge <laughs> could be possible. On. Very Money possible. Very possible. He could win the preseason yeah. challenge himself. Single-handedly.
0: So keep an eye on that. Um, for the Cowboys, I mean, this side, all as expected. Mm. I guess the only thing was that edge spot um, that's gone to Cohen Hess, which bores the living fucking shit out of me. Not unexpected, though, but... I. Uh, i mean outside of your, your guns
1: that we've spoken about all pre-season i don't think we've learned anything from this team list. i've got in my squad at the moment a fair bit i've got 300k in the cap left and that's because of the the downgrading nico i was just like there's so many things that need to play out that i've got a million different ways i can spend it and the one i was looking for was upgrading someone like ray stone to a, a mid-range mid-range to gun sort of back around at five to six hundred k And I just couldn't find one. And I know there's off-field stuff going on, so I probably shouldn't be going too much into it. But I was like, oh, I wish Luciano Lua was fit and good to go because at 550k, he would have plugged such a good hole in my team. But as it stands, uh, he's unavailable. So Cohen Hess has got that role. And yeah, he, he doesn't excite me too much either, mate. I
0: don't think there's much to say about this Cowboys side. They're exactly as we expected them to be. Um, My boy Tom Chester, I thought he'd be a shot at the 14. It looks like Jake Ramble has won that, which I think is fair enough. I'd be keen to see Chester, but he's the only one that I think would have been very cheap Mm. We could have potentially looked at. But uh, still, I think there was much better options around than him playing 14. All right, Sunday afternoon. Footy kicking off at 12.50. The New Zealand Warriors taking on the Melbourne Storm. For the Warriors, uh, a bit to talk about here. Chance 1, SJ at 7. Barnett in the front row, Jackson Ford, he's on the left edge, which is interesting. Uh, I've always really liked Jackson Ford, been at the Dragons for years. I think he's been underutilized, but it also means that Josh Curran's on the bench. Now, I think it's a matter of time. If Curran, if Curran starts on the bench for the regular season, I think he's too good to stay on the bench. We might be able to pick him up in uh, a couple of weeks, a little bit cheaper.
1: Fingers crossed. I expect round one and every chance I'll be wrong. Uh, but Josh Curran on the edge with Acore. Mm. I. Uh, speaking to a few Warriors fans about what, you know, the predictions are for this squad. They said the forward pack will be a little bit all over the shop, but Toru Harris will be the link man there at 13. But Barnett to spend time on the edge. So I expect him to probably spell Josh Curran if Curran does start. So Barnett to go start at prop, go there. Toru Harris to, to switch to prop, but still play that link role. And, and I think the big minute forwards are going to be Toru Harris and Morata Nia Corey. So Nia Corey is the big watch. If he can get 80 minutes... He hasn't scored traditionally too well, even in sort of bigger minutes in the past at Parramatta. But he's also... The stats are a little bit misleading that he spent time at centre as a middle. So if he locks down an 80-minute edge roll, he'd be hard to ignore. The
0: eye test on there, Corey, says there could be something there. And if SJ is going well, which I hope he is on that edge... Things could work out pretty well for Nekor right there. There's the potential.
1: Yeah, yeah, we're going to get to a few head-to-head matchups shortly, and he's probably one that we can throw in this uh, the the debate. So we'll I'll notch that one down right I now. I think he
0: he's a watch this week. Yeah, and then, oh, yeah, I then we, we talk, talk about that next okay. week.
1: Okay. Can we watch him and just see how he goes?
0: See if we get there, an there, idea. There's on two
1: head-to-head edge back rolls that we get to shortly, but. Pending this week's game, we, we might be able to throw Egan, Butcher and according to the same conversation. Yeah, I like that. And I believe
0: that this game is in New Zealand. I'm pretty yeah, sure it's Christ in Christchurch. So this might be the game that isn't boiling fucking hot and you might get to see a bit more of an mm. idea of what guys are actually going to look like yep. for the first 50 or 60 minutes. So uh, watch there. Uh, Tom Ale. On the bench, 256k. I thought that he was the best front row forward in the team last week. I thought he was very, very impressive. I think he would have scored about 40 to 50 points. Mm. Um, he's a big watch this week. I think he'll be in round one side and he's very appealing to me. Yeah,
1: I just wonder where the minutes are going to come from. Between middles or, middles and edge of Fanua Blake, Barnett, big minute Torhu. You know, Jackson Ford's now been thrown in the mix. So I know it was an edge, but there's another one there. Bunty, Josh Curran, who will spend time in the middle. There's a lot of very good middle forwards there. Is he mm. going to get the time? How much time do you think he would need to warrant you picking him? Uh,
0: I don't think he'd need a stack, to be honest with you. He's at 256K. So what's your price at, about like, the 23
1: average? 256K last season averaged 31 in 23 minutes at 1.31 ppm. So, so if he can get
0: 25 to 30 minutes... And mate, he looked sensational on the weekend. He was a standout. Offloading. Can't remember.
1: I've watched. I've watched Tom. Funnily enough.
0: And I'll I'll just put it out there. I've never taken much notice of him before until the weekend, but I he caught my eye on the weekend. I thought he was a standout front
1: rower in that game. What have you got for us? The year was twenty twenty. Supercoach, it was the final rounds of the season. Oh, the great choking.
0: Tell me more, I'm
1: here for it. Certain uh, Wim Tilliams, I think he's been described (laughs) as, was in the hunt for overall glory, only to end in heartbreak. Tom for I can't remember why, but found his way into my team. Not just into my team, into my starting 17. It might have been, I'll tell you what it would have been. It would have been round, 20 round season that year. It would have been round 20 and there was just heaps of like restings or injuries or something. So no one had a full 17 the final week of the year. And then oh, I did until Katoni Stark's lasted seven minutes. But that's another story. I changed the record for fuck's sake. Tom Arley had to play for my team as a scorer. It was yeah. against the Raiders down in Canberra. And yeah, he played like twelve minutes off the bench, and I was just like, "Give me something." He must have been enough during the. Mm. It wouldn't be an Origin pick because Origin was after season, but he came on and played for me, and I was like, "Every minute this bloke plays for me could be the difference between you know fifty k or whatever <laughs> it might be." Anyway, I got about twelve minutes out of him, but in that twelve minutes, he had like two or three offloads, and I was riding Tom Alay home like you've never seen anyone ride a bench Warriors forward in their <laughs> life. Uh, and yeah, it wasn't enough in the end, but. To answer my own question about an offload, he's got one. <laughs> yeah, right. So, so he, he played pretty well that day? He played well that so day. you could yeah. argue you, you, were, you were lucky to be in the conversation. Yeah, well, this, yeah. Right? Some would say Tom Arley got me to second place. Very nice. <laughs> there you go. It was Send a long the way. check his
0: way. It was a long way around, but we got there. My, uh, my eye test on the weekend said he was very good. Mm. He's one I'll be watching very closely this week. Um,
1: Guys and girls, are you ready to tie the knot? but you've also worked out you're already tied up by your finances, say I do to Pat and George helping you fund your dream wedding. Don't be that bloke that makes your missus compromise on her dress. Or well, more importantly, your uncle compromise on how many scooters he can polish off that night. The boys can make sure you get the cash quickly to make your special day unforgettable. Even better, if a big ceremony isn't your goal, then the boys can also help make your honeymoon a trip to remember. If there's ever a good reason for a loan, it's love. It's gotta be. So shoot them a message on their Instagram handle at Pat and George Mortgage Choice to get it sorted. You can also jump into any of the articles on the website for the email, phone contact or QR code if that's easier. Best of all, it'll save you 129 bucks on the consultation because you're a listener of the SC Playbook podcast.
0: Melbourne Storm, Meany at fullback. You've obviously got Justin Olam who was out. Young Tottenham Apea, comes into the centres. Christian, in Christian Welsh in the front row. Uh, looked good last week. Got a couple of offloads away, which is what we want to see from Welsh. Be watching him closely again. Uh, mate, what I want to talk to you about though. Katara on one edge, Mm. Lawyeru on the other edge, Eisenhuth at 13, Lewis is on the bench, Chan is on the extended, Jack Howarth not in the squad, playing for the Falcons this week. Wow. So I personally think that his ownership should just about plummet to zero, because I do not think you will see him anytime soon. Reading off that, for him to... For them to sign him to a five-year deal and then to have a game where it's unlimited in change and they can pick 26 players and him not be one of them, just see if he's up to it, that says... The world to me. I, I've I've been a huge Howard fan. I think he's further away now than what he was a year ago.
1: Yeah, that's I do wonder often like what you bring to this show, Guru, but that's where you pay for yourself. Thank checking you. the, the Falcons team list in week two of NRL trials <laughs> to see that Jack Howard was named there.
0: I would have just assumed that he'd have to had be it. fair, I did do that. The team list weren't out, so I had to reach out through a few other
1: avenues. There you yeah, go. Even better even better. Way. Um Yeah. Breaking news to me. So that's at 200k who like, just about everyone had plugged into their teams What is going on there? He just Maybe the hype train was a little bit too real But at the same time When you sign a five-year deal with the Storm They've generated the hype, haven't they? I'll tell you what If you want to
0: sign a five-year deal in the future Good fucking luck Yeah I don't think they'll be doing it again anytime soon And I mean You also consider that Tarek Sims isn't in this team yet Yeah So that's another one that's going to plug a hole In front of him And Pappy's out Olam's out that's two more outside backs they've had to one. fill, and he's not even in the team for that.
1: Credit to the Melbourne Storm. They put out a, an injury report the other day, and it was so thorough and and so transparent to fans. It was wonderful. Marion Seve, and that one they said, he's out indefinitely as well. Yep. So, you know, we know Howarth can play centre, second row. Maybe they want to bring him in through the top grade in the outside backs. Can't even get around in the trial, so... Yeah, something, something's up there. I hope
0: I'm not overreading it, but that says a lot to me. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, keep an eye to it on the uh, extended bench. We've got Fay Logo as well. We saw him play last week. Scored a cracking try. Um, got injured and, and taken off in that game. So. He's got a lot more to offer, and I think he'll come into calculations at some point this year. Uh, Tigers taking on the Raiders Sunday afternoon. Dane Laurie named at one. Uh, very interesting. Tommy Talao in the centres. I thought that he potentially played himself out of this side last week, to be honest with you. But his first game in a year or so, they're giving him another shot, which I'm more than happy to see. I think Tommy I, – fuck, I hope he kills it this week because he's one guy that I'm planning to have in my side if he's there.
1: Yeah, it wasn't great last weekend, but as you said um – Awesome from from Sheen's here and the, and the staff there to say, you know what, mate, first game back in a while, you're still a, a young player, you know, have another crack. We've got faith in you, win this spot, show us what you've got. So, yeah, that the centre spots for the Tigers are still wide open. I thought Naden was really good in the All-Stars yeah. and I think he'll probably lock one down. Um, you know, he's not overly super coach relevant probably at this stage, but if the Tigers fire, who knows? So, yeah.
0: I think this tiger side worth noting: no Brooks, no Bateman, no Appy. Uh, Appy named as captain last night as well. So I don't think we get a great look at what this tiger side. I find that very interesting that they have had two trials. They haven't played any of their guys. Bateman isn't in the country yet. I think that is bizarre. Stefano starts with Clemmer, so Stefano a big big watch. Charlie Staines is on the bench. You would have to assume he misses the starting mm. side now. <clears throat> um, the other one I want to talk about is. Sean Bloor's on the bench. Yeah, i Seafarth's to on the edge. John Bateman isn't in the country yet. Twelve is at 13. Everything I know about Tim Sheen sort of tells me that twelve probably won't be the 13. I think he'd prefer a little bit of upside there. I think he probably had Matamua in mind, but I think he showed last week he's a little bit raw. Um, so we don't know where Bateman plays. I'm still expecting him to line up on the edge. I think it, I think it's too much of a punt to play him at 13 when he hasn't met anyone yet. But uh, Bloor being behind Seafarth as well, that's a bit of a stinger for us.
1: Yeah, it is. And it's just, it's really hard. You know, you don't want to, as I said, so much of this is speculative, but you don't want to read too much into things. It is a trial game. I, I just, it's an interesting naming because there was a lot of strong players around that side. But again, let's just wait and see round one.
0: Yeah, I, I just think it's interesting that, you know, I don't think Bloor played last week. Mm. Um, Seafath did.
1: Yeah, So maybe has jumped him.
0: Yeah, I, that's what just makes me I, I think it's a little bit strange And it's not like Like Bloor's coming off injury Surely if you were going to pick him on an edge round one Or have him in the team you to start him Yeah, you want to see what he can do yeah. uh, Maybe it's an indication that Bloor will come off the bench And play middle And Johnny Bateman will play right edge Potentially uh, But I, I'll be watching that situation very closely Matt Amur as well He's in Jersey 18 As I said, all off-season I don't think he'll be there round one I think he's extremely mm. talented And we'll see him soon though uh, Your Raiders uh, Mate <sighs> Harley Smith Shields on the wing. Danny Levall gets the nine. Tap eight in the 13. Thought it was interesting how far down the list Mooney and Mariota were. Do you, what, what do you read into this side? I, similar to the south sides, there is two utilities in 14, 15, 16, mm. 17. So I don't know how much to read into this. What are your thoughts?
1: Very little. I said much like... Probably the Cowboys. The team pretty well picks itself. Obviously, Geordie Rapana has got first crack there with Xavier Savage out. He broke his jaw. Poor bugger last week. So he's out for about six to eight weeks by the sounds of it. Bit of interest around Geordie Rapana with the move to fullback. Look, he'll have a 1,000 runs. But I just... He's getting on, Geordie. He still offers a lot. But I like him as a winger. He'll probably be there round one. But the Raiders have a relatively tough first few rounds. So I'm not overly keen... I suppose the only one... Like Harley Smith Shields is a tick over 300k, but again, not one I'm willing to gamble on early on in the season. Joe Taffany named it lock. You know, obviously, I don't know how much that changes because I don't see him playing that ball playing lock role. He'll still be the knock him over you know, prop forward, but... Does it potentially lend itself to more minutes if he does play lock? That that's the only watch for me.
0: I can't see Tapine falling into a link man role it, at all. I think I, I think that with the squad you've got, with the running nine and with dominant halves, I just think Ricky will say to him, just play your normal game. Yeah,
1: and like you said, they are sort of crying out for a, a, that ball playing lock, but it's clearly not the structure that Ricky sure wants to go with. Otherwise, he would have signed one. So so be it. That's fine. He also would have
0: moved heaven and earth to keep adam elliott there I
1: exactly think. right yeah. exactly right so he's happy with what he's got and joe taffney we spoke out on the bloke podcast the other day he could be the best proper in the world right now you're not going to try and get him to change his game yeah. so the only thing about being at lock is as i said maybe some more minutes but i don't think a lot changes yeah
0: all right let's move to the dogs and the sharkies he's coming to you from belmore oval at 5 p.m how good's footy at belmore oh my oh, god real Canterbury, uh, Hayes Peramat one. He will be a close watch. I wasn't overly impressed with him in the All-Stars, but um, I don't know how much that is to go off. I want to see him in his actual system that he's been working with and working around the last few months. Alamotti at centre, which is great. I'm going to just about lock him into my round one side now. Uh, Burton and Flano. Now, Flano's always hit the goal kicks very well. He's hit them very sweetly last week. I'm
1: expecting Burton to goal kick, but
0: I think it is just something to keep an eye on as well.
1: Definitely, yeah. I, I think you know you need to win games immediately but they'd just be thinking long term they'd be going, birdo's here hopefully for 10 years flano might be as well i don't know but birdo all going to plan will be and they would just be going mate again this is your ship to steer so you goal kick yeah on hayes perham i'm like i really want him to succeed i want to see the doggies kill it this year but just for supercoach purely purposes i don't want him to kill this trial because again it's just not another headache i need trying to wouldn't be hard squeezing him in at 370k Because he's not expensive But really awkward price He said I'm not convinced on him yet I'm happy not having him in my team as it stands But we know he's, he could have a big performance this weekend And you just It could make, force a lot of changes The thing
0: that worries me about Perham Is that traditionally He's not a great super coach scorer for one He's going to have to score A lot of Like he's going to have to come up with a lot of attacking stats We don't know how Canterbury's going to go realistically mm. And we already know He's not going to be the fullback next year So what's to say they don't short ball Avarillo there after six weeks if it's not working?
1: Yeah, all very fair points. On the not being a super coach scorer, we haven't seen him in extended time in a fullback role though. Like Mm. he looks to me, and I haven't seen enough of him at fullback uh, to make full judgment, but he looks to me like he'll bust a heap of tackles. He moves so well on his feet. So I can see him amassing tackle break stats.
0: Going off the evidence we've got so far of him just playing rugby league Mm. though, I, and I Mate, he passes the eye test He looks unreal I think he's going to be one of those guys You're watching him play
1: you go, fuck, that was a great game and you look at Superstar and you go Oh, okay Wasn't Yeah, this this could be trial of the weekend I'm really looking forward yeah. to it More so from a near full strength doggies outfit perspective But it's a, one I'm really looking forward to Tavita Pangai Jr.
0: in the front row there Jacob Preston, he's in jersey 21 uh, Are we worried about Jacob Preston at all? I mean... I, from a super coach point of view, mate, I wouldn't be upset if he wasn't in the team because I I just think he could be a really slow burn. Um, but how, how
1: do you read this? Thought he was really impressive in the trial on the weekend. Which is what worries me. Why isn't he in the? Why isn't he f- further up on this list? I I don't know. To answer your question, mate, I, uh, I I'm not sure. They've again they've got a lot of really good options. I'd The problem, as you said, will be that if he comes in and just is a really slow burn off the bench in 15, 20 minutes, um, you know, we'd prefer a couple of injuries down the shot and he comes in and starts on an edge or something. Uh, But, yeah, again, I think it's just a round one team watch. Not ideal that he's not in there, but at the same time, unlimited interchanges, bench, extended bench, you know, there's not much difference between the two.
0: Yeah, no, no no for sure but i think like when i look at their extended bench they're all guys that i was very confident weren't going to be in this team. yeah so I, I just think it's an interesting watch to see
1: uh you how certainly don't the out there yeah yeah so and
0: i mean they have got andrew Davy and cory waddell on the bench who i don't think they'll go with both of those guys but if you're looking for a more
1: sort of edge guy
0: i don't know Corey waddell's got the experience on jacob preston
1: Andrew Davey's the curly one because he's obviously turning a few heads in preseason apparently been really good over there so I well, mean I, him and Preston are just the same role essentially
0: well I'm, I'm pretty confident Davey will be there
1: I'm very confident Davey will be there yeah and then the other spot <laughs> it just means you're going in with
0: Davey Sutton and then a 14 you don't have that extra middle so yeah. I just wonder they are they need to the big boy. yeah are they gonna to have to go and this is where our mate who I thought was very impressive last week I didn't expect him to be but Pelé Mm. Comes interesting He could be that jersey 17
1: Yeah and you wouldn't read in Too much in him Being named in jersey 27 I assume that's because It's a quadruple XL well, yeah, it Might be the only one That fits him Because he's the world's Largest dude yeah. so. That's why I was wearing 99 <laughs> <laughs> So Pele Yeah he He was impressive um, gee, The dog's in a good position For a side After some oh. dark years They've just got Options coming out The woo-ha and you know Pele could be there round one Cronella, uh, we got exactly what we wanted. Wilton
0: on the edge, Wade Graham on the bench. Yep. Thank you. We'll talk about him soon. Watercam. Yep. Uh, Hazelton, I thought it was interesting. He's on the extended. I think he's a guy that can break into this side, and I'm hoping he does. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what his price is in Supercoach, if you can have a look at that. But Hazelton, I thought he looked very, very impressive on the weekend, and I reckon there's a good chance he's on the bench for round one, and he is priced at 234.8. Okay, lovely.
1: So many bench forwards at Cronella. I'm intrigued to see. I think they will go with a four forward bench. I, I did my predicted teams and I tried to squeeze Connor Tracy in there and I couldn't because I was like, yeah, he's the perfect number four team because he covers everywhere. But their team covers every position already. Moylan Hines can play fullback. Uh, Mully Tarlow, if need to, can cover fullback. You've got Britton Decora who can shift to centre. You've got Cam McKinnis on the bench who can play anywhere in the forwards. They're just so well-rounded. They don't really need kind of tra- It's like the ultimate squad in terms of like money balling and just squad balance. They've nailed it. So that leads me to, yeah, I think they go with a four-forward bench. And between Cam McGuinness, Wade Graham, Oregon Kafusi, Hamlin Newellie, Jack Williams, Thomas Hazleton.
0: As soon as I looked at that bench, I went, actually, there's not a hope in hell Hazleton's going to be there. Uh, Who the fuck
1: could you possibly drop Exactly there? right. It's a joke. That's where
0: I, yeah, I, yeah. Might be a little bit harder for him to get in than we expected. And I mean, mate, you just mentioned all those names. You mentioned uh, Connor Tracy as well. I mean, you've still got um, Ikavalu in the squad as well, who when he came in, he was unbelievable. Yeah. Like, there's no position they don't have covered and all their guys look great in the trial. My Little Watch is 25, that IRO he played last mm. week. I genuinely think at some point he's going to be a must-have in Supercoach this year. So one to keep an eye on there. Uh, let's have a look at the next game. Uh, and it is the last game. We've got the Dolphins and the Titans, 7.05pm from KO Stadium. I believe that's the one up at Redcliffe. Uh, our boy, Jack Bostock, on the wing. Uh, Jennings on the other side. Gilbert at 13. SASA is on the bench, 334k. Don't mind that. sasa has got huge potential. Ray Stone on the bench, 246k. I want to ask you, not that it has a huge impact on supercast interest, hear your opinion. You and Aiken, Jersey 18. Is he just throwing a pool cue in the middle of Branko Lee and testing you and saying one of you comes
1: out alive with the centre spot here or <laughs> what? I think so. Yeah. He's like he's one of their marquee signings, you and Aitken and I, I suppose the the only th- No, I, I think so I was going to yeah. say Maybe they try and play him in the forwards And that's why I'm happy But I reckon the uh, The Paul P- P- Q quotes On the money, mate I think yeah. they're saying One of my favourites one, one of you two win this spot And partner you and Aiken uh, A lot of talk about Gilbert S.A.S.A.
0: Stone These sort of guys um, I, I find it bizarre How many people Content creators are telling me The minutes the Dolphins are going to play It's Wayne Bennett You have got no fucking idea mm. What he's going to do do we forget about his history of just murdering super coach forwards?
1: I'm not high on Tom Gilbert at all. And I don't really see why people are. He averaged 58 minutes per game last year for 47 points at a PPM of 0.81. Yep. You know, the last two seasons averaged around that early 40s for uh, minutes per game for a similar score at less than a point per minute. Like at 494K... Even at 80 minutes, I'm like, all right, sweet, some improvement, but probably need some attacking stats. And that's one thing I know, like he spent a fair bit of time on the edge at the Cowboys, yeah? Yep. So like more upside for attacking stats. Maybe they're just thinking middle, higher work rate, and that's all good and well. But if he does play middle, he's also not playing more than his 58 minutes.
0: And that's where I think people are looking at their front rowers going, they're ageing, they're old, they're not going to play big minutes. Doesn't mean Gilbert's going to play eighty minutes in the fucking middle.
1: No, I can't see a world where that happens. No, exactly. And I think Br- Bromwich and Kafusi—they're both going to be eighty-minute edge players. So I don't—he probably doesn't slide out there. I don't know. I no excitement at all. And then the Dolphins—realistically, they've got a tough start to the season, and it's just—it's going to take them time. The new squad together, lots of different things to come together. So, and by the time it probably does come together, he's going to disappear and play Origin for eight weeks. Yeah. I
0: just, I don't... I don't like it. Yeah, I don't... I I think it could be okay, but the way that people are hyping up Tom fucking Gilbert, at almost 500k, when in 60 minutes he averaged 47 last year, he's going to a shitter team that's going to score less points. Mm. I just, I don't know, I don't... And and, and, And you're relying on Wayne Bennett playing him for good minutes.
1: And at that price, it's not even one of them ones where it's like, oh, it won't hurt you. Well, that's 500k, you could be spending across your round one squad. So... He's not 300K where he's not taking up much and you hopefully move him onto another cheapie of some sort early on. So, yeah, I think it, you know, potentially can hurt you. He's, he's currently at 16% ownership, but, like, that's the 34th highest owned player in Supercoach, which is high enough, so... I thought it would be higher, the way people are talking. But yeah, anyway. it can be a little bit deceiving, but, yeah, I, I think... He, he's in a lot of teams that I'm getting sent. Exactly. Yeah. I, I'm the same. And you said you're talking about content creators and probably the people that we see as being, you know should be the better Supercoach players, a lot of them sides have Gilbert. So they might be a decent chunk of that 16%. Yeah. So, yeah, not not for me.
0: Yeah, all right. Uh, last team, we've got the Gold Coast Titans. Pierre named on the sting with Jojo Fafita on the other side. Kampiera, an absolute must-have. Pick him now and leave him there. Um, all the rumours about the Titans and what their spine would look like. And the coach comes out, oh, I haven't done that. No way. He's named it exactly as it was fucking called a few months ago. So Brimson at one, Foz at six, Tanner at seven. I don't have a huge problem to be honest, with it, to be honest with you. I think it can be successful. Um, Tanner's probably the interesting one, isn't he?
1: tanner is said that the latest bloke to, to make his way into my side as it stands very much subject to change I, I, there was whispers about maybe aaron shop kicking goals i don't see it happening but when there's smoke there's fire i suppose if that were to happen i'd redline tanner boyd and, and get him out of my side um but i just think i think in seven or eight games at halfback last year average 57 58 points Gets Dave feeder outside of him, so I'm hoping he can drag a few easy tries just there by just tipping onto the big boy, and then he bustles eight blokes and scores. It's just, he's very good value. For, for a goal-kicking halfback. Yeah. As I said, the key is the goal-kicking. The Titans have a great draw early on as well. <clears throat> at this stage, I'm looking at probably flipping... The Titans have the buy in round five. The Sharks play the... Warriors, I'll be looking to flip Tanner Boyd to Nico Hines round five, hopefully after a couple of price rises.
0: Yeah, I think the big standout with Tanner there, we want the goal-kicking halfback, not the halfback. Big
1: time. I
0: said he's not in my team, he's not goal-kicking. Yep, completely agree. Uh, Mate, A 425k, k guy that hasn't been spoken about much, I think you brought him up on bloat the other day. I thought Jermaine Joloff was very impressive on the weekend. Mm, Big numbers. Yeah, so uh, he's one to keep an eye on there, and especially, obviously Tino, we assume that he's going to play huge minutes, but... (sighs) You know the makeup of their bench. I think there could be good minutes, like especially if you've got Jaden Campbell in the four day. I think there could be decent minutes there for Jermaine
1: Jolliffe. Yeah, I think so. See what his uh, starting price is because I don't think he what is four twenty five k four twenty five. Just yeah, not midi, but thirty six minutes per game last season. So again, he'd probably he'd need a minimum forty five minutes. I I think, and as I said, they're pretty light on there. Depends with how the bench makeup is round one, but just yeah, one to keep an eye on. I think as well, like, like, yes, there's a lot to keep an eye on him
0: between, you know, all those guys between four and 550 cast front row forwards. There's issues with all of them. Exactly. It's going to be a bit of a lottery, I there's
1: think. There's so. no one in there that you go lock and load. Stefano after a decent trial is one that I'm like I'm pretty keen on but even there there's a lot of really good middles at the yeah. Tigers He's far from a like a sure thing.
0: Yeah, so I I personally think you're back in your gut on what you see this weekend Yeah, do you have a front row forward you think is going to go good essentially? Uh, Aaron Clark on the bench as well an interesting one. I I, I hope this isn't how they line up for round one uh, I question if it will be. I think Aaron Clark will be in the 13 mm. um yeah, I, I like the look of their current bench for Tino and Jolliffe, as I said. Anything else on this Titan side, mate? Uh, no, all right, mate. All right, we're going to do some rapid fires. Uh, <laughs> I was going to do a heap of questions for you guys this week and then went through them and there's just so many saying, do I pick this guy or this guy? This or that, this or that. So uh, Timmy's throwing together a list based on those <laughs> questions of just guys that we're going to go rapid fire and he's going to touch on most, so I'm going to chime in. Uh, we'll try and do these quickly. Fullbacks, we didn't pick one here. If Turbo's fit there round one, pick him. Mm. Teddy, we think you're very bold not to go
1: for it. Yeah, so the way I've structured these is, you know, I mean, it's my list. So I've gone as much as I can around probably the dilemmas that I have around each position in the head-to-head ones. But I've also gone around popular players, highly owned, that I know people are having these issues with their teams. So, and fullback, I I just, I can't seem... I'm not looking anywhere outside of Teddy and Turbo, so I I couldn't really justify or I wouldn't have an argument either way if we put them up against Drinkwater. I tried to say, you know, Teddy v Drinkwater or something, but it's just Teddy for me.
0: Yeah. Centre wings,
1: Toto versus Val. Who do you like? (sighs) I like Toto. Val's not in my team at the moment. It's killing me. Uh, I said I've got 300k in the bank. I was just short of putting Thompson to Val Holmes at my CT dub, so hence the, the spot in the cap. Look, I've got Toto. I just think, we know what we're going to get from Penrith. They do have a tougher draw, but his work rate is immense. Um, uh, you know, if we're going head to head, and we said who averages more in the first five weeks, I'd probably say Val Holmes because of the softer draw, but Toto's also a lot cheaper. Yeah, so, so when we talk about each player coming up now, it's very much at value point as well, and who's better value to start the season, and I think Toto.
0: I'll be starting with both of them, is my plan. I want both of them. Two guys that I don't want, Sueli versus Staggs, but a lot of
1: people are having this conversation. What if you had to pick between Toto and Vale? Uh, I'm going to pay the little bit extra for Vale. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Sueli and Stags. Last time I checked this, Sueli was the second highest owned, I suppose mid-tier to premium uh, CT dub, hence why he's on this list. And I was looking for that sort of 500K range player to put into my team. And I think a lot of people would be similar to partner with, say, Toto Enval or Toto Orval at Dub. <laughs> if you didn't have the concern of owning too many Roosters, which a lot of people do and I certainly do, I think Joseph Suwali'i with that really nice start, the first two rounds for the Roosters, particularly the Dolphins round one, uh, I'd be going Sualee, but I have my reservations around that. Katoni, Staggs, I just can't trust him anymore, mate. I've, yeah. I've lost faith. No, I understand that. I would probably go with Suali'i,
0: just hoping that he scores tries on that Rooster's <laughs> Edge. Um, Average 25 base stats last year. That will drop at centre. So you're going to need him to collect more tries this year.
1: It will, but 25 bases... Realistically, pretty trash anyway. So yep. like, it shouldn't drop too much. Even if it drops to twenty, that's five points per game sort of thing.
0: I think it'll drop more than
1: that. But we'll see. sub twenty is like, mate, pull your finger out. Of All your ass. we've done
0: is compliment him on how good his kick returns are. Twenty five and base. Yeah, that like, like that that that's what I, I think. I'm confident he goes under twenty base starts this season if cool. he's playing left center.
1: Yeah, which is. St- you're, like, entirely attack reliant
0: Yeah, and I think there could be a number of times, as we know the way that Teddy likes to ball play, that he might not get as much ball as what we're anticipating yeah. at centre. And I think he will be double-marked constantly. Yeah. So I, I, I don't like Stags. Which either. going to
1: open up space for who, exactly? Daniel Tupu, potentially. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: So these two, uh, I understand why people are looking at them. There's a lot of promise there, but... <laughs> I don't know. I think we've been heard enough personally. Uh, five eight. I think this is the best of the bunch. Burton versus Adam Dwyer. Uh I have been very, very high on Burton the entire time. I'm starting to see the positives of Dwyer. He. Uh, but if Burton, if Burton isn't goalkeeping this weekend, I think that makes the decision for you. Mm. But I'm still leaning towards Burton, especially after just seeing how Canterbury played the other day without him. I'm excited. Where are you mm. leaning?
1: Yeah, if Birdo didn't goal kick, I'd probably put a line through him. I mean, I definitely would, actually. Um, I'm still very 50-50 on this. I think I said early on in the preseason it was, what was it? Yeah, head said Dewey, heart said Burton, and it hasn't sort of changed from that. Looking ready into all the stats, looking at stats when blokes return from ACL injuries, uh, courtesy of the great man, real Physio, and then the year after that, their upside and their supercoach ticking upside. It all leads to Dewey. I just I do love what I'm seeing at the Doggies this season. All the hype coming out of that club, what we saw in the first week trial, all beat against a weaker Raiders outfit. You know, we've mentioned this a lot, but I think his combination with Kikau, Kikau's just going to hold up defenders. Birdo's just going to show and go. And I think he's going to score a stack of tries in that exact fashion. So to split them, I don't have an answer for you. The beauty about, as you said, I completely agree with everything you said about Kikau, but I think that as
0: a combination of two, I think that Burton and Josh Adekar is also probably the most dangerous in the competition,
1: so it's not like you can double-team Kikau and Lee Fox, so it creates a lot of space for him. I'll, I'll go with my gut and not my head, and I'll say Burton. Yeah, I just, as I said, I, th- I think I like what the dog's are doing. I also think Burton,
0: and I've said it a few times this off-season, I, f- I love young guys coming back from a World Cup. Yeah. I think he's going to gain so much from that. Uh, mate, halfbacks, I might hand this to you to get your thoughts on these guys because there's a couple of dot points there. And mm. it's, uh, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's three dot points Walker versus Void, Hines versus Cleary, Walker slash Boyd versus Hines, which is what everyone's discussing in their own yeah. heads. Everyone will, as confusing as that is, everyone will understand it. What are you thinking?
1: Yeah. So, uh, so the first one is all right, if we're anti podding Cleary or Hines, first things first, there's not a chance that I would anti pod Cleary in my team, locked and loaded. There's round three by. I understand the argument for, you know, you get the extra game of, of Hines in those first three rounds, but clearly locked into my side. So if you are anti-potting, say, Nico Hines, it becomes Sammy Walker, the Tanner Boyd. And I, we'll get to the hooker soon. Tanner Boyd is dual. But if you don't want to p- pick Tanner Boyd at hooker, uh, which I don't have him there at the moment, I've got him at half. I just think for me, it's probably the price point at about 200K cheaper, Tanner Boyd, along with the fact that I already have a few too many Roosters in my team that I, I'm i just concerned about that round four buy and having too many guns out of my side. And you don't want to tear your team apart around a buy and worry too much about one buy round. But at the same time, I also don't want to drop 300 points on people in that single round. Uh, so I'm very conscious of that. I love the upside to Sammy Walker. The upside to Sammy Walker is far higher than Tana Boyd. After the Roosters' first two rounds, their draw becomes quite tough. The Titans have a much easier draw to start the season. So I've got Tana Boyd in my team ahead of Sammy Walker at the moment. It could change if, say, I dropped Daniel Tupu, which, which is very possible. Come round one, maybe that'll allow me to go Sammy Walker. But uh, it's Tana Boyd for the moment. Then we go Tana Boyd v. Nico Hines. This one comes down to how your team's structured. You know, where are you spending up your money? Where are you saving money? I just can't quite justify the extra $550,000 to Nico Hines with a really tough first three rounds. As I said, Titans with that soft draw. Boyd also goal-kicking. Essentially, for Nico Hines to hurt you off the back of an 86-point average last year, he needs to average about 100 over the first three to five rounds which I'm backing him not to do, at least in the first three rounds. Uh, I'm hoping that there can be a bit of a gap there. Sorry, a smaller gap between Boyd and Hines, first four rounds. The Sharks play the Dragons in round four. That one concerns me as a non nico owner. But I'm thinking round five, Tanner Boyd to him there. Love it.
0: All right, two RFS. Uh, Ghana v. Wilton, a very interesting one. I believe you spoke about a little uh, spoke about this a little bit on the playbook last night. Where did you sort of settle on
1: Ghana? Yep. Uh, I just think he's in a prime position there. This is based on them being eighty minutes each. They both could quite easily be sixty minute forwards with you know Sorensen or Hoskins Wade Graham coming under the role, but based on them being eighty minutes. I just think we've seen Garner kill it in the past at the Tigers. He now goes to a gun side now, running off probably Jerome Lewight, maybe Nathan Cleary, either or. Not going to be a bad place to be. Teague Wilton was good in 60 minutes last year, but he really needs the 80. I I like – I'm just a Luke Garner man. If Wilton does get the 80, looking at his 80-minute games last year, 85,
0: 77, 54, 54, 68, Mm. 102, 36 uh and then a 76 game to finish the season I scored a lot of tries in those games but i think
1: that's who wilton is so he so he averaged 68 in those seven games mm. those 80 minute games it, with four tries but you're right it's like he may be semi-try reliant and there might be scores of 40 to 45 there but games where he does Jade tries they might be 90s if that balances out to a 60 65 average then i'm okay with that
0: i also think with wilton i think we know who he is garner we know he's a good footballer but i'm worried and we'll know on saturday hopefully that he could just become that best decoy in rugby league mm. so it's a watch to yep. see what happens there yep. which is a bit of a pain in the ass because we won't see dill edwards we might not have the full understanding of that side so yeah it's going to be well i reckon that'll be a very close one and i think if if people can't have both of them which one you choose could be important this year yep. i think it will be uh front row forwards mate Cotta Tapene, the two fucking weapons here uh, I probably lean towards Cotter to be honest with you. I'm a. Li- I don't know if Tapani is going to be able to do what he did last year. All signs so far point to he will.
1: <clears throat> Fuck, it's a high ceiling to keep consistent for a long time. I've I've got Cotter at the moment. The more I, I look, I think I'm pretty confident I'm going to stay that way. I'm just hoping early in the season that Tapani. I know there's residual fitness from the World Cup, but just getting hotter weather hopefully some fewer minutes early on in the season he builds into that big game time i just look at it and i think cod is one who playing a little bit injured last season i'm hoping he can increase on his 59 minutes per game to that 65 to 70 mark he's such a gun had one try and one try assist all last season i'm certain that he improves on that uh, while we shouldn't rely on it when we're looking at front rows because you know it is rare but and then I'd put it all together and I'm like, Joe Taffney who was an absolute freak last year and who got his minutes up later in the year and was like averaged a stack, he's like 60K cheaper. Yeah. I'm like, oh, is it that much to go up to him? So it's Cotter, but it's far from a slam dunk. No, like I agree I, with you. Anyone going with Tappany, I'm like, I'm a little bit jealous, to be honest. And I'm scared. Yeah, I'm scared, yeah. exactly.
0: Stefano versus Welsh. Uh, this is the conversation a lot of people are having. I think Welsh is about 170k more mm. expensive than Stefano. Uh, we saw a little bit of go from Stefano on the weekend. That's enough for me. i would be going with Stefano. He's coming off poor form. Welsh is coming off an Achilles injury. I personally think this is Stefano every day of the week for me.
1: Yeah, i think stefano too i like welch and there's no reason why you probably can't have both just at that price point save 150k look i'm more confident that welch is going to come out an average 50 plus than stefano well more confident at the same time stefano has more upside to average 60 odd so i'm team stefano at the moment just at the price point but i'm not loaded with confidence Yeah. Fair shout. Uh,
0: We'll move to our hookers, uh, Grant v Robson. I think if you've got
1: the money to go, Grant, I think you have to. I think Robson hype is a little bit over the top. I'm with you, mate. Uh, And we had a great chat about this on the Playbook podcast last night and Desi Creek and The Spy, they were, I think they were were with Team Robson. I feel this is just a case of overthinking it. You got the best hooker in the NRL, the best hooker in Supercoach, for an extra what, one hundred and thirty odd k more? I like. I'm just Harry Grant all day.
0: Yeah, I I, I just think that uh, Robson has become a popular argument, and people just are just running with it instead of looking yeah, at in front I, of them. I, I don't know. I, I, it's, it's Harry Grant for God's sake. He's yeah. a freak. And mate, I I am going to stand by this. I think even from watching Jaden Brayley, just the way that he played. He only played twenty minutes the other day, and Newcastle were fucking. All over the shot as soon as he went off the field. Um, spoke to some Knights players who are absolutely rapping Jaden Brayley at the moment. I don't think this team can get by without him playing 80 minutes. Uh, I'm standing by it. I would rather have him over Robson.
1: Why don't you show some ticker for once in your life and start with him then? You, not, all you know, every a ticker podcast. guy. We all know this, <laughs> all right? <laughs> Brayley, Brayley, Brayley. Just pick him. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I really hope he comes out and just scores 170 in week one because he'll be 0% owned and you'll just be sitting there going, Told you so, but also I don't have him. I just pick him. It's very likely. I
0: will say if if Tanner Boyd loses goal kicking, I think he's a very very good chance of going to go into my side, nice. especially now that Sonny Luke is MIA. Yeah, interesting. Last one, Cheese versus Boyd. uh oh. I have been saying for the last few weeks that I'm not convinced on Cheese the nine. I saw some things on the weekend that have filled me with confidence. Happy to swallow a bit of humble pride there. I'm getting more excited about Cheese. I don't think he's the absolute slam dunk that some people act like he is. Uh, but once again, I don't think he's a bad option. If Boyd doesn't have goal kicking, I'm not even having this conversation. Boyd with goal kicking, I think
1: it's a little bit closer. Yeah, assuming Boyd's got goal kicking, Cheese isn't a slam dunk, nor is Tana Boyd. So this is like, it's nowhere near as cut and dry picking either of these two in your starting side, particularly when there's great options around halfback and hooker. So I just... Again, it's probably gut feel more than anything. And, and it's going with class. You know, he's a former Daliam Hooker of the Year. He's at the Sydney Roosters, who I'm tipping to win the Premiership this season. I think he will just flourish with the change of scenery. The cheese, new faces, new coach, all that sort of thing. And I, I just think he's going to come out firing. So, cheese. Yeah.
0: All right, that to us. That will do us, mate.
1: We've got to hit the frog and toe. We've got uh, somewhere to be this
0: afternoon. But uh, next week, guys, that will be the end of the trials. We'll be doing a wrap-up of those. We might even go through our sides as they stand at the end of the trials. Uh, And then we'll have round one the week after, which will be our... Huge episode. Cannot yeah. wait for that. But uh, plenty more content coming next week. And guys, obviously, Blue Wealth Property, our major sponsor, uh, on the 28th of February out at Homebush, kicking off at 6.30 p.m. They've got their seminar, How to Pay Off Your Mortgage. Tony will be in here next week on the 22nd, so about a week or so before it to talk about exactly what that'll look like and what you guys can get yeah. out of that. I think for anyone that is, you know, is asking that question, which... Anyone in that position is probably asking that fucking question. Uh, I think it's well and truly worthwhile reaching out to the team. Uh, there is a link in the description if you would like to sign up for it. Make sure you mention beers and break-evens to Tony. You'll probably lose 25 minutes because he will chew your ear off about coach, <laughs> but well worth it if it saves you a bit of shrapnel. Uh, so there is a link in the description of the YouTube and of the podcast, guys, you can go and have a look at. And we've attached a little video at the end here from Tony and the team at Blue Wealth, just to give you a bit of an understanding of... Uh, what this seminar will be about and what their focus will be. So we'll hand that over to that video now. Uh, And make sure, guys, if you are footy fans, Supercoach fans, and you're in Armidale, Wagga Wagga, um, Cairns, Rockhampton, uh, we'll be up there rounds one to four. So please come along. Please come and have a beer with us. Uh, Come talk some Supercoach. We would love that.
1: Sure, will be double parked all night, get used to it. Tell me
0: about it. Might be triple if I have it <laughs> my way. Uh, thank you, guys. We'll hand over now to the video from Blue Wealth Property, and we'll see you next week where Tony will be joining us for a major, major announcement. Just a reminder to you, if you did miss out on the group code, the code is 353745. We'll see you next week, legends.
1: Anyone with a home loan wants to pay it off. It's part of the great Australian dream to get the bank off our back. Most Australians wait until they have paid off their home loan before they start investing. Unfortunately though, there isn't enough time to do one after the other. It turns out that buying an investment property can help you pay off your home loan years earlier. The equity created from the investment property could become a lump sum to pay off your home loan and shave years off your mortgage. The payoff point, or POP, is the point at which the equity in the investment property would be enough to pay off your mortgage. Talk to a Blue Worth accredited finance professional to calculate your pop.